Welcome back to the Virtually Speaking Podcast. For those watching on the live stream, John Nicholson has disappeared, and in his place is one of my partners in crime, co-host Duncan Epping. Duncan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Pete. Always good to see you, my friend. Hey, we're going we're gonna to be talking to uh, this gentleman here. He's got a great story. He's a, he's a great VMware customer. His name is Chris Bundy, and he works over at Pods. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, Chris, yeah, we were, we were talking uh, not too long ago about the importance of best practices. And I thought, man, let's have a conversation with Chris. Chris has a pretty interesting story about his onboarding process at Pods. So before we dive into the best practices and some things that we should consider, tell us a little bit about Pods. What exactly is that? So, so Pods uh, is a moving company. You've probably seen the large containers, white containers with the blue door. Uh, they'll get dropped at your in your driveway or by your business. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can put items in it, it'll take it to your destination, or you can just send them back to us and we'll store them uh, until you're ready for them. Yeah, I, I, I asked the question, but I actually knew, because I'm definitely one of your customers. You know? Awesome. We've moved before and yeah, put it in front of the driveway and have everything packed, loaded, and then it just magically appears at your next destination. It's uh, actually pretty awesome. The best part is the, the truck that brings it. We've uh, coined it the uh, Podzilla. Uh, it has an amazing way of just picking the pod up and putting it down anywhere you want it. Oh, I haven't seen that part. Oh, so. it's, it's really interesting, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So tell us a little bit about uh, your onboarding process over at Pods. Sure. Um, it was actually just about one year ago, uh, this upcoming week, uh, that I joined Pods from uh, my old company. Uh, I followed my manager over. Uh, he knew that I would be perfect for the, for the job to bring you know, order to chaos, so to speak. But I didn't quite realize what chaos I was walking into. Yeah. And what was your role there, by the way? Um, so, uh, lead engineer. OK, cool. Engineer, yeah. Or, Virtualization engineer. Got it. Specifically, uh, the week before I started, I was going to have lunch with him uh, and and my other boss that they were working together. Then, uh, the morning of, though, I get a call saying, "Hey, Chris, we can't we can't meet today. We've we both been up since 2 a.m. with a B center outage. Um, it's just it's we just can't do it today. Let's reschedule." And that was my first clue as to, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Like, I, I had been in my previous position for seven years. We've never had, a v, like, a V-Center outage like, yeah. like that, right? So um, I was a bit concerned, and uh, day one, I found uh, both V-Centers lit up like a Christmas tree. There was all kinds of alerts from nine months ago. There were snapshots that were nine-plus months old. Um, everything seemed to go uh, crazy. There were outages all the time. So it was, uh, you know, the, the goal to bring order to chaos. Duncan, that's probably not the first time you've heard that, huh? Yeah, I think we've all heard that plenty of times, especially, you know, the multiple snapshots and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to uh, delete some of those. And, yeah, that can be very painful. So, you know, how did you solve some of those problems? Especially the snapshots would be interesting understanding and maybe just how you went through the process of solving, you know, the Christmas tree of lights that you saw right. blinking. Well, I, I attacked it first from a, okay, let's get the most pressing things out of the way. That's the snapshots. Uh, primarily that, and backups that weren't running. Um, so we got that, I, I got at least stability there. Uh, and then I started looking at it uh, holistically. Uh, so I have a, this was the first time I've had a TAM, uh, Technical Account Manager, right. uh, from VMware to, to help me. So he had his own tools. There's the, like, the TAM data metrics, there's the best practice analyzer. Uh, but we also used um, Skyline Pro and, and VROPS to, to pull just kind of a, a, a holistic view, a world view of, of what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And from there, we, we just, we started at the ground. We 
did uh, validated baselines from Dell. It was Dell Stack. Sure. Uh, started at at known good states and then just worked up, and you know BIOS and DRAC, uh, make sure that the the drivers we're using are good. And once I got that to a good state, then I could start, you know, patching for security, so forth. Because that, I mean, when you walk in and hosts are p-sodding uh, and things are yep. just downing or running out of space because, you know, they didn't select the right, you know, disk type, you really have to do that first, and then you can you, you can build up. So. So just for the listeners, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of the amount of time that it takes, because updating firmware sounds easy but when you need to do multiple levels and validate the drivers, oh, yeah. I know it's going to take some time. So how much time did you spend on that whole process, just that part? Just that. Uh, it was probably over, over the course of four or five weekends. Yeah, exactly. Because we had, we had limited you know, time to have a maintenance window because... Uh, you can't know, just take an outage? You can't just... I, can't, <laughs> I mean, at least not one of those where I could ask for forgiveness later. Right? Yeah. It was one that I needed to plan. Well, it seems like since they haven't been doing a lot of uh, patching and taking care of their environment, they were planning for an outage, but it was going to be unplanned. Right, right, right. They were, they were definitely building towards a, a larger right. outage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and one thing that I even found that first um, set of you know, firmware updates, once I got past compute, which is, is fairly easy, I started to get to the, the network stack above. And I, I made the wrong assumption that port groups were set right to where there was two active NICs. I couldn't believe it when I went into the port group for you know the management on, on that connected to vCenter. One was active and one was unused. Yep. So no wonder they had that. And that turned out to be what it was, is that first firmware update of half of the, the network stack. Then they went to the other, and then it went, it went uh, haywire from there. Wow. They obviously are not reading Duncan's books on best Absolutely practices not. because this this has all been covered. For sure, 100%. Yeah, I can even point the chapter out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a fan a long time, so I, I can certainly, uh, you know, remember learning some of these uh, from from your blog. So you said there was no backups. I'm sure you got that taken care of. So there were there were backups, but there wasn't there they wasn't any tested? rhyme or reason. Um, you would you would go into a job that would say, hey, backup everyone that you know is named this way but then the VMs would be named just slightly different, right? So they weren't really catching it, they weren't using tags. It was a manual process that you would create a machine. So many of the engineers on my team said, well, of course there's backups. Why would, there, why would you not be backing this up? But unless, you, unless my predecessors would have gone in and made that manual change, it never would have happened. Yeah. Was, it, and now it's, it's, it's better, we're making the switch to Cohesity um, using um, you know, their, amazing, their amazing product and make sure, sure that we're covered in multi-layers. Yeah, what about DR though? So DR, we're, we're using SRM. Okay. So that's how we um, moved forward on that. And we tried other products. And the, the reason we went with SRM is that you can set up, and we use the pure replication adapter, which makes the, the replication back and forth very, very, very nice. simple. Yeah. That you, you go into it and say, hey, here's my failover plan. And the fail back is the easy part. It's one click, hey, yep. reprotect them, you're ready to go. It, it takes all the information that it knows about the machine to start and makes that your destination on the field. Mm -hmm. But so. that is assuming you actually created a correct recovery plan, right? With all of the virtual machines included, that should be included. Right. So. Yeah. And that's the, the great thing about the, the, the pure replication adapter is that if it's, you, you pick up by data store. So every machine on that, on that data store is already included in the, in the process. Right, so right. it's there, right? So do you test, like DR, like I know people, they'll build DR plans, but you know, 
building a DR plan and doing a real failure test, like a failover, yeah. is something that not a lot of uh, administrators are excited about doing. That, yeah, and that's what, that, that was actually one of my first questions to, to my, you know, my, my fellow engineers on the team, uh, you know, that had their own specialties, and I was coming in to uh, take over the, the virtualization aspect, is that I was like, hey, what, you know, what would happen? We're in Tampa, Florida, at least that area, right? A hurricane could, you know, we're, every year one would come through or at least come close to, it was kind of scare us. So, you know, when that happens, and let's be real, it's, it's when, not if. Yeah. It, what is our plan? And they were like, oh, well, we'll just restore backups to Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, well, have we tried that? Is that a thing that we've, do we know that's going to work? Because and how I mean, long does it take? And how long does it take? So, and of course the board will be like, hey, we need to restore, we need to start you know, yep. making revenue again and making oh, yeah. your numbers. So you've got four hours, but it takes twenty-four. <laughs> Guess what? And it, we we have. But to answer your question, yes, we have tested. Uh, we've had subsets of our environment uh, training and um, stage that we've done, and we're yeah. planning a, a, a full production test later this year. Okay. Well, I'm glad to see that this story that seemed chaotic in the beginning is starting to. It seems like there's some stabilization over there now. Oh yeah. You've got a good plan in place. You're here at VMware Explore. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's top of mind for you here uh, that you can take back to Pods? Like, what's what's next on your at, at Pods uh, uh, in terms of VMware solutions? Well, I'm I'm certainly excited about the you know vSphere 8 announcement. Oh yeah. Uh, but I am I'm not ashamed to admit we are still running 6.7 update three. Uh, I, I st started from the ground. We got disaster recovery, and then the next will be the the seven upgrade. So. Um, we are a bit behind the times, so um, I am a bit green with envy here at, at VM Explorer. I, I talk to people that are, they are, they're ready to play. They're getting ready. To, they're ready to go. Oh yeah. And and I'm like, well, I will be there. I'll be there. I, I'll get there. It might take me a little while uh, to join you, but I'm I'm very excited about uh, that as well as the the Aria announcement, uh, yeah. the Tanzu stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to to getting my hands on that, even if it is a, a POC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so and if, if you look at POTS itself from an operational perspective, are there any plans on improving you know, on what you've already built out today, right? Yes. I, I, will say, I will say there are certainly plans. There's, there are plans in the books to push us more into the container space, into, into Kubernetes of some sort, whether it's Azure, whether it's you know, on-prem, you know, with Tanzu. Uh, so we, we have a new... Uh, CIO that, that joined us, or I joined after him, so I joined him, uh, but he's still fairly fresh, and he, has, he is of the mindset that, that you have to invest in, not only in your people, but in your technology, so that, weren't, that you're not left on the side of the road for you know, a competitor that swoops in and, and really starts to you know, show you up. So, so let me get this straight. A company that moves containers is thinking about moving to containers. I'd actually, what you're I'd never thought of it that way, but yeah, yep. we we will containerize the container software. I love it. I can I can already see the advertisement. Oh, I love for it for sure. Man, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, virtually speaking podcast. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your VMware experience. Absolutely, I'm super excited. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome.